welcome to uh, Darker Days Radio. Um, I am your uh, host for today, um, and joining me today is David. Hello. Been a while since I've been around here. I know it's been a while since we've recorded something together. I think the last time I was on here was the thing I did with you last year, sometime. Yeah. With I think it was at the end of last year. I can't remember. Every, so much has happened in my life over the last 10 months that I don't even know where I am anymore. Uh, we've both been pretty busy with a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, um, So uh, we're actually here to record about, um, I had a ghost hunting adventure over the summer. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to share some of the stuff that I uh, did while I was ghost hunting. Let's start with a disclaimer. Okay. So first, I want to talk and, and, and just kind of share that I do believe that ghosts exist. I do believe that I have had ghost encounters. Um, I do believe that I have family that has passed on that is still hanging around. Um, however, I am also extremely skeptical of people who are trying to sell you things with ghost hunting. Um, And that is something that I have uh, kind of wrestled with because, you know, I, I do truly believe I have experienced these things and I'm sure other people have as well. And so I went into this adventure kind of with a scientific mind frame of, I would like to see how everything works, see if we can make sure that, you know, equipment is functioning correctly and all of that fun stuff. Um, and, and so my, the point of this recording is to share what I experienced. I do have some video as well as some photos of things that I took, um, and then let you make your own decision as far as how you want to interpret this, not trying to convince anybody one way or another. Um, so, uh, uh, David, what about you? How do you feel about ghosts? (laughs) I know you have a podcast all about folktale and folklore. Yeah, so, yeah, um, if anybody knows me, and some, some, I guess people who are listening to this know that I actually have a PhD in astrophysics, so I am a hardcore scientist, and I tend to look for empirical evidence in everything that I do. However, I also do like my folklore and my spooky shit and um, <laughs> uh, do a lot of stuff on demonology and, and occultism and esotericism and stuff over on my other podcast. So I have an open mind. Um, I'm yet to see anything that I would consider empirical evidence of them existing, but that doesn't mean that they don't. So lack of, lack of proof does not mean that it doesn't exist. Uh, but it also doesn't mean that it does exist. It's one of those it's Causality. fun, isn't it? Try to yes. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm open. I'm open-minded. Um, I have been to many, many, many haunted places in the UK um, to hear the stories and try and experience the things and nothing yet on my side on that. I also have my own experiences. So I have met many, 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 I'm going to put quotation marks up to 
things here, demons. Uh, but this is because I have uh, sleep paralysis. So I have... Oh, yeah, that's all fu always fun. Yeah, uh, my I, I get sleep demons um, quite badly. I get sleep paralysis when it happens really, really badly. So I'm aware of the psychological effects and why sometimes ghosts are actually just our minds playing tricks on us. So I'm open-minded, but no one has yet to convince me that anything is real. Which is totally fair. Like I said, my, my goal is not to convince anybody. It's just to yeah. present what I experienced um, yeah. and and share every, a little bit about that. So um, so the group that I went with was actually all teachers. <laughs> and um, we have, so we have one teacher in our school who is a professional ghost hunter. She goes out and she does tours in the local areas. Um, and she's actually traveled all around the United States doing ghost hunting. Um, and she is also our science teacher. Very cool. So, uh, <laughs> one quick question. Absolutely. Because I don't know if these really truly exist in the UK. Um, what is a professional ghost hunter? Because <laughs> if we say in England we're a professional of something, it means that's yes. our main job. That's where we get our money from. So when you say That's professional fair. ghost hunter, I'm like, how do you make money finding ghosts and, and things like that? So. so so there are groups within our area that um, they will take around people on tours of buildings. So, so there are some ghost hunting groups that actually own old buildings and they maintain them and they will use the money that they have for the people paying for these tours to maintain the buildings to provide electricity because these buildings do have electricity um and you know permits and everything like that because they have to have an occupation permit or you know be able to hmm. be occupied occupancy permit yes that's what it means <laughs> um and um oh and there are some that there are some like a, a small handful of people that do do this full time She's yeah. not one that does it full-time. She's a teacher full-time. But when I say professional, what I mean is that there are people that seek her out for this type of thing, for her to do these tours. Um, she has the equipment necessary in order to do successful ghost hunts and be able to get gather information, you know, like all of that okay. stuff. That's what I mean a by professional in this context. Kind of yeah, it's a, it's a paid hobby, yes. <laughs> If only, if, only, if only I could get paid for my hobbies, that'd be great. I'd actually have money. <laughs> I right. Um, so so yeah. So she's she was the one that kind of organized all of this, um, and she found um, she she had done this tour a couple of times already, and she has led this tour a couple of times, um, and so she was able to schedule this for us and get everything together and she actually borrowed some extra equipment from people um for us to be able to use to kind of have like a really cool experience there um and then a couple of the other people that were on we had another science teacher who is skeptical um and doesn't quite is it is not swayed one way or another as well she's kind of in that area of i want more information um but I could be convinced if there's enough information presented to me. 
Mm -hmm. Um, We also had our ELA teacher um, who is absolutely believes that, that, that there are ghosts. She absolutely believes that um, she, (laughs) that they are all around her and she gets scared super easy. So we actually had to make a, um, make a pact with our group that we weren't going to try to jump scare each other. Um, which actually actually made it better because then we knew that nobody was trying to screw with each other if something were to happen to us. So, yeah. <laughs> like, we made it. We I, made I it failed in that in that case. I, I would I would be too busy just trying to mess with people. See, I I struggle with that too because I do like that. However, I like she was like, I will leave, I will drive home, and I will not come back. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, I don't want you to do that. We did spend this money. I, yeah. would feel, I would actually feel really bad if you left. <laughs> like I, yeah, I, I like, if there was something like that with me, I'd be like, yeah, cool. I will not mess with you. Um, if I'm in a room with somebody else, they're fair game though. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, well, we made a pact as a group not yeah. to screw with each other throughout this whole thing. Um, and then we also had another, um, and then um, that particular teacher's daughter came with us. And then we also had, um, a another teacher there um who believes that her house is haunted and so she was coming to kind of get some information as far as like how to deal with ghosts and all of that stuff just reminds me about my uh the house that i grew up in that i'm sure i've talked about before (laughs) well and and so like like i said i've i've believe that I've had ghost encounters and stuff like that. And I know, I think I've mentioned on the show here before, but I 100% believe that my, my apartment's haunted. Um, and that, <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, I, I, you, you might have said that when we, we did the Halloween episode a couple of years ago. Yep. Uh, and I'm still in that apartment. Uh, and so I, I fully do also believe that my house is, my apartment is haunted with something. Um, mm-hmm. and so, um, I, I did something at the end of all of this. Um, uh, so the, the, the place that we went to was the, um, hi, the historic old Glen Beulah school. Now Glen Beulah, Wisconsin is in the middle of nowhere. Isn't that it just is, Wisconsin? Oh, uh, you would think so. Um, but it's like there, you could not see lights at all like it was a pretty clear sky there was no ambient light coming from anything oh beautiful <laughs> um and so glen I'm gonna Bula, go take the telescope. right uh glen Bula is probably about i'm gonna say it's like a 40 minute drive from lake michigan and it is an hour ish north of milwaukee an hour south of of um green bay for those of you who are looking for context yeah, no, I've just I've just Google mapped it, and you're right. It is properly in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Wow. Um, there are fields there, and there are fields there, and fields and fields, and then there is like in the middle of all of these fields, there's like hills with trees, and then you mm-hmm. go through the hills with the trees, and you lose cell service for a little bit, and then you come out, and there's just this like teeny teeny tiny town that's like six streets and like the houses were built in like the thirties and the forties. Um, and then there's this old brick building that's there. And that would be the old Glen Beulah school. So that school was built in 1916 and 
<laughs> I, I have photos and stuff like that. Um, for those of you who are listening, I will be putting a blog post up with all of the photos and the video that I took so that you have a reference for this. I'll also be linking this show um, uh, into the um, into the blog post so that you have a reference for it as well. Okay, so a little history on the old Glenbuehl School. It was opened in 1916, um, and I'm getting this from the website because I don't have everything memorized. <laughs> um, but it was closed in 1995, and then it was dormant for about 27 years. It was purchased by um, the ghost hunting group that we went through, and I forget the name of the ghost hunting group. Uh, oh, Fox Valley Ghost Hunters. That's what it is. Fox Valley Ghost Hunters. Um, and so it's maintained and managed by Fox, Fox Valley Ghost Hunters. And um, uh, Does it say they, why the school was closed? Just lack was of pupils? Too, too old of a building. So the building was falling apart and the heat and everything like that was not able to kind of keep up with everything. Um, in the winter, they do close this building old. down. I know, it was old. <laughs> <laughs> you it's, Americans. It's, it's United States old. <laughs> um, and um, they were. They said that there was a. At one point in the history of this school, um, there was a boy that had been getting bullied at school, and the grandmother went to go, um, and talk to the principal and see if they could figure out what was going on and how to help her grandchild. And she was apparently a witch. And when the principal said that they wouldn't do anything, she pulled her son from the school from enrollment and then cursed the town. And so it's supposed to have opened up a whole bunch of things in the school. Classic story. Uh, classic, story. classic story, right? Um, and then there's also tales of, there was a, I think it was a social studies teacher, um, who was found dead in the parking lot. I want to say there was someone who was found, it was one of the teachers who was found dead there. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're not sure what happened or why or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, so this was like right proper in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and uh, one of the cool things about this is, is that they, um, they do still have electricity running through this building, meaning during the day we could go through and we could turn on the lights and stuff like that throughout the night. Um, they have what's called one, um, uh, a center of command room. And that's a room where they have running water. So you actually have a bathroom and access to running water. They also kept a fridge there because a lot of these ghost hunting groups will actually sleep in the buildings after the ghost hunt, because our ghost hunt went from eight o'clock at night to four in the morning. Um, and that time frame goes by really, really fast. Like we did not realize how fast it was until we were like, Oh, it's three 30. We should probably be wrapping up. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, so we had access to a bathroom, we had access to food and, uh, like refrigerator and stuff like that. Um, we could turn on the lights at any point. Um, and there wasn't heat in the building, but it was the summer. So like it, we weren't really super cold or anything like that until we got into the basement. So this building is three stories high. Our command center was in the second floor or like it was it's technically the first floor 
So there's the basement, first floor, and then second floor. The first floor was up a stairs, so it wasn't actually ground level. There's a command center, and then there was a storefront there for the Fox Valley Ghost Hunters, where they had a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and then we, we actually took a tour of all of the rooms that we were going in during the day, during daylight hours, um, so that we could see what we were going. We knew what was in the rooms. We knew where we could sit. We knew where we could stand. We knew where we shouldn't be sitting or standing. Um, and uh, we knew like where to find the light switches in case, in case there was an emergency and we needed to turn stuff on, um, which was really cool. And <laughs> we left a door open. So one um, in the gym there um, is a hibernaculum. If you know what a hibernaculum is, it's a colony of bats. Um, and so they have, they have a colony of bats in the gym. And so sometimes they'll have bats come into the gym at night. Other times they're up in the ceilings roosting and you don't see them. Like there, there's like a drop mm -hmm. ceiling or something like that going on. Um, and we actually had two bats fly into one of our rooms and I, I got video of it. I believe it was a hoary bat, which is a, um, endangered species in Wisconsin. Um, it was silvery. Um, you can see it's one of the videos that I have that's linked on there. Um, but you can see it flying around. Um, everybody except for me screamed. They all knew that I love bats. And so they pushed me to the front and they're like, how do we get the bats out of this room? <laughs> um, and so I was able to, um, if you, if you have bats in a room, you turn on the light and you make a lot of noise and you don't let them touch you because their teeth are super small and they could still bite you through your clothing, and you won't feel it. And that gives you risk at, to rabies. I was going to so, say, yep. if I see a bat in this country, I'm running very quickly the other way. Because yes. <laughs> I now yeah. live in Mexico, and everything has rabies here. Everything has rabies in, in, in the Americas, yes. Yes. Um, or at least treat it as if it has rabies. Yeah. What I find um, quite interesting with this already... Um, yeah. There's lots of things that I'm, my head is already going, uh, over. <laughs> But the bats thing to me is instantly yeah. interesting because in the UK, if there's bats in a building, you're not allowed in it at all. Yes. Um, they are protected um, species. Most of the bats are protected yep. species in the UK. So the fact that you're allowed in this building and you say you've got protected bats in there and you're allowed and they're allowed to poke around and stuff, that's, I'm finding that an interesting difference of how you deal with protected species. <laughs> So, also so, awesome because yay bats, but yes, yay bats. Um, so the, the I think the difference is is that in America we are not allowed to move the colony unless we're moving it to a protected area again, um, or it is done by a professional who is licensed to move protected species. Yeah, generally in the UK you're just not allowed to move them um, unless it's. A danger unless they're causing danger to the building or, or the surrounding area so if, if the building's about to collapse then they'll move them and stuff but if you've got if you buy an old yeah. house with bats in it you're living with those bats tough shit you're not allowed to move yep. them yep um and yeah they haven't they did they haven't moved these bats or anything like that um and like 
you really don't see any evidence of the bats in the building. So my guess is that they're in like a wall or something like that. And then they just say, fly like a drop out. ceiling or something. Yeah. And then they just fly out at night and they go and they go because they're insectoids. This, this, this group of bats in particular are insectoids. And Wisconsin is full of mosquitoes. <laughs> so they go out and they eat to their heart content and then fly back in the day. Could do with a few more bats around here. Go to yes. There's one in my room somewhere at the moment. <laughs> oh, and we're about to get a frost, so all of our mosquitoes are about to die, which is good. Cold. Oh, I miss the cold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now I want to go to, um, since we're talking about Glambula, I'm going to flip the show notes. Um, uh, we're going to go to the rooms that we use. And then I'll go we down. have show notes. Well, well we did, and then Chick took hold of them earlier. <laughs> Absolutely, he did. And, and yes, Chick, I totally wrote, read the entire paragraph that you wrote. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Chick did some actual research, and apparently the school is built out of the cursed timber from a shipwreck on the frigid waters of Lake Michigan. <laughs> it's probably full of ghosts, maybe a demon. Absolutely full of ghosts. At least it wasn't like the shipwreck from like Lake Superior, who doesn't give up her dead. Nope. <laughs> we All should right. do an episode one day on, on haunted boats. Yeah. Oh, I could talk for hours. I could talk for hours. Okay, anyway. anyway. Um, okay, so the rooms that we used. Um, so the movie room, which was our... Um, our center point, was also a room that we could have ghost hunted, but we ran out of time. Um... We were um, upstairs. We went into a fifth grade classroom, which was used for like math and um, uh, English and stuff like that. Uh, next to that room was the doll room. Now the doll room was curated by the Fox Valley Ghost Hunters. And they had either dolls purchased or they had dolls that were donated to them that were considered to be haunted by the families that own them. And so no dolls. Because dolls. And dolls. I don't I don't I don't do well with dolls to begin with. Um, dolls kind of creep me out. And so like that room, it, it like tried we, I tried being respectful. I did because if there are ghosts and stuff, I don't want to anger them. But like, I walked in and I went, "Nope, this is my nightmare." <laughs> and, and I was like, "Oh, I probably should have said that out loud." <laughs> um, so there was that, and then there's also a really tiny room in the in the like the corner, um, where they used it for like a science and social studies room, and that actually comes into play with our first moment in there. Um, and I'm going to go through and talk through some of the stuff that we said in a second. Um, and then we went to, where else did we go? We went to the library, which was in the basement. And then we also went into the music room, which was also connected to the basement. And the music room is where we had the bats in it. Um, what else did we, is there any other rooms that we were in? room, music room, science room. No, that was it. Okay. So, those were all of the rooms. Any questions so far? Other than really bad planning of putting on a library in a basement, um, 
not really. My mind is just kind of going with dolls at the moment. Like, oh, that's fine. Why? Um, yeah, why, no, why, no. why? Why? Okay, here's a question. Why doll? Why would they put? So uh, I'm going to guess this building is meant to be haunted for some reason, and like they said, this the curse I'm... and the, the dead teacher. <laughs> my, why would my... you add to this? I think it's just because it's it's part of like drawing people in to do the ghost hunting. Because, you know, like, if you put stuff that's going to give you activity, people are going to want to keep coming back. And that kind of makes sense. I can see that from, like, a, both, like, a ghost hunting perspective, but also a business perspective. Because, technically, this is a business for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I suppose so, yeah. (laughs) The ghosts did look, like, old. They didn't look like they were, like, oh, we made them to look old. No, they look, these look these look creepy. creepy. Like these, these look like ones that I would not want to fall asleep in a room with. <laughs> not, not the. Uh, so there's there's two two big dull hauntings that I know of in America. One is obviously the Amityville. It's not Amityville. The one which the Conjuring is based off. It's the Conjuring oh, House. Yeah. Yeah, the Conjuring House like, where yeah. the raggedy the raggedy Andal, which is a massive. It's like not one of these small creepy things. Like a massive, like seven foot tall dolls. Really, not what you expect when you see the real thing. Um, I find yeah. that comedy. And then there's uh, Robert down in Florida. Uh, oh, that's the one that's like the kid, right? Like, yeah. like they want, like you have to go and take it for walks and stuff like that, or it starts to like throw stuff at you. Yeah, um, it's oh, basically they've yeah. got a museum around it now, and they've turned it into a group of movies and stuff. Yep. So, but but yeah. So, yeah um, <laughs> The, the library in the basement, I feel like, was one of those where it was just convenient. I think it was a convenience location because they, those those books definitely had moisture in them and you could smell yeah. it. Like it smelled, yeah. smelled like wet book. Um, not, not a good smell. No, it's not. But it added to the ambiance and I can... I, like, just, I, I was just thinking, like, I can understand... <laughs> Again, from that business perspective idea, I can understand why you would have a library in a basement that would create a certain ambiance, the smell, the must. Just old books have a musty, mm-hmm. ancient feel to them anyway, even if they're not yeah. that old, like 50, 60-year-old books certainly have, have this sort of feeling to them. Stick them in a moist environment and then... Yeah, yeah. They, and they... it, Yeah. The second the music room um, next to it as well also adds to that kind of creep. And and there is a funny thing that happened in the library when we were at with the music room, and I'm going to get to that one with some of the stuff that we used to help try to debunk some of the things that were happening to us. Um, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. So um, I guess so you'll come. I, mean, I guess you'll come to this as well at some point. But yeah, instant thought as well with 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 libraries. Great lady. Uh, there is a thing with that, and I will get to that in a second. Okay. okay so, I'm, I'm not running through all of the things that everybody yep. does. Yeah. Yup. And, and so, um, so here is some of the equipment that we use, and I'll kind of describe some of the stuff. I also, like, in the blog post, I'll have, actually have links to the things that we use so that you can go and reference it and research it yourself if that's something that you choose to do. Um, and and so for people use, who are listening... I don't know any of these. What any what what Crystal's about to talk to me about? And I have a 
quite a technical background in science and technology. So I'm not, I'm going to bite my thumb a bit here, I feel. <laughs> yeah, so so again, I, I urge you guys to do your own research because some of these do have some things like randomization codes, but is it truly random? And then you go down that whole coding, coding like loophole thing of it's not truly random. So I've like, had some have... interesting conversations recently, actually, with a <laughs> in a Discord that I'm part of um, about using AI and randomization codes for ritual magic and stuff. So, oh, that there was some very, very yeah. like a very deep conversation. Yes, it was. It was brilliant. Um, so, I, I, yeah, randomization, I can see the concepts, why they would be accepted in, in this kind of world. Um, but it kind of determined, there's a lot of your own, as you say, your own opinion yep. as to kind of what you see as random. Yep. And how, yeah. much, you, how much you know about coding, unfortunately, yep. too much. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, so, again, like... Some of this stuff, um, again, take it with do your own research. Um, and I understand, like, I do also question, like, is this coded this way or is it something that's truly happening? Um, and, like, you really don't know unless you, like, do it yourself. And even then, you really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so was just, just as a word of warning with do your own research. When, oh, we say, yeah. when we say that, don't go find a YouTube video and, uh, of someone who swears by it and, and yeah. is the be all and end all. Look at both sides of the argument. See if you can find a schematic of the machine or something yep. and stuff like that. Um, don't, don't, don't fall into the, the, the rabbit hole of the whole flat earth of do your own research. Oh, God, yeah, no. Like, do actual uh, research, please. Do actual research. Like, don't don't or... do confirmation bias. Okay, so some of the equipment that we used, and we don't use these for every single room, um, but we used a REM pod. So if you don't know what a REM pod is, it is a it is a circular disc thing that kind of looks like an Amazon home that has two kind of antennas coming out of it. And it's supposed to pick up when things get near it. And then it kind of goes off and there's a light and a sound with it. Okay. Um, and so what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to, it's supposed to pick up electric fields around it as it moves or as, as you know, the, the electric current moves. The so REM pod kind of is like temporary. a, what's the word I'm looking for? I had yeah. it a minute ago and my brain has just completely failed. It, uh, motion sensor. sensor. Yes. It's like kind a, of motion, like a sensor. motion sensor, but working off. Not actual. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, so, so, so we have that, um, and it did go off in a couple of rooms. Um, we have had an EMF tripwire. Now, what the EMF tripwire is is it's a little EMF reader that lays on the ground as like a rope, and it's like an eight foot rope. Um, and you can either set off one of the lights or you can set off multiple of the lights, including the entire rope. Um, with the EMF stuff, I do want to say that we all had our phones on airplane mode and we actually, like I held my phone. I know that's not, that's not, I actually put my phone like right up to the EMF tripwire and it didn't do anything to it. <laughs> so, 
Um, so, like, I, I did test out some of this stuff, too, with all of this. Um, so the EMF tripwire we used in, like, the doorways and stuff like that, um, either across the doorway threshold or, like, leading out as if someone's walking out of it. Um, we had an EMF meter, um, which was, like, a handheld thing. Um, I will say that throughout this entire thing, this is the only time I'm going to mention the EMF meter because we didn't have anything come off of it. Um, nothing pinged on it, nothing set it off or anything like that. Um, we have cat balls. So now cat balls are, <laughs> and I bought one because of uh, the ghost in my apartment because I want to test it out. But a cat ball Not just because of the amazing name. Yeah, not because of the amazing name and the fact that it's actually like blinking lights. Um, so it's a, it's like a clear ball with a little button on it. And you hit the button and then you set the cat ball down. And anything that touches it, and it's like super sensitive. Like you could just like go up and brush it and it'll set off all of the lights in the cat ball. Okay. It's meant to attract the attention of a cat. So like it, you know, cat bats it around lights go off it goes flying it stops moving the lights go off so it goes over there bats it again and um is it, so, is it then setting so because i've never seen these before and the only thing yeah. is, if they're a cat thing i'm assuming it goes off due to the movement um so this has also been one of zion's favorite toys as it stands anytime i bump this it sets it off again and starts it into a cycle. Okay, so it's, it's got a, I'm going to guess it probably has some kind of gyroscope inside of it. If the yeah, I think it's like a gyroscope. I don't know exactly what it is, but it, it is super sensitive. Like I could set it here yeah. and it will stay, it'll stay on for hours. I was but... just going to Google what is a cat ball. Um, I have a, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> But it'll stay on for hours, and unless you touch it, like, yeah. there were times where, like, when I got home after this, after I bought it, I actually set this here for two hours, and I timed it, and it didn't go off once. But at the the location that we were at during ghost hunting, it went off a couple of times with right. nobody around it. So, um, so we used that. We had a music box. Um, and the music box is a motion sensor box that anytime that there's motion within the range of its sensor, the music box would start playing. And they had, they had the Amityville horror theme in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I thought you so said we, you weren't going to mess with people. <laughs> we so we listened to the whole thing beforehand, and this was this was actually one that we debunked a couple of times as far as what was happening. And I'm going to go over that. Yeah. Um, but. It was really creepy because it'd be dead silent, dead silent. All of a sudden, the Amityville horror thing is over. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> god. That, that, yeah, that would just be a little bit freaky. Um, right? Not, not, the, not the right, possibly the right choice of music to keep the atmosphere going, but also not the right choice of music to keep the atmosphere going. <laughs> right? Um, okay, so we also used an EVP recorder, which is like a super high sensitive recorder where you, you you put it in the middle of the room, you ask questions, and then it's supposed to record voices talking. Um, we did not have anything on the EVP recorder that we used, so I'm only going to mention it here as that was used. We didn't get anything on it. 
did you with the because there's also there's the EVP, but then there's the Estes method. Estes method. Estes method. I'm I'm getting to that. Okay, cool. I'm getting to that. <laughs> Um, so we did have a spirit box, which is what is used for the Estes method. So the yeah. spirit box is actually um, uh, a, a little device that actually scans radio frequencies at very, very high speeds. Like you get like a quarter of a second of a radio clip and it keeps going on, on to the next one, next one, next one, next one, next one. So the assist method is that you put headphones on while listening to the spirit box. Everybody else asks questions and you say out loud what you hear on the spirit box. And so I did the, the, key, yeah, the key with this over the EVP is the person who is listening, they have noise cancelling headphones, so they can't yep. hear the questions and, and they're I also blind. Yeah, and you're meant to be blindfolded as well, so you don't know when the questions are being asked. And and so I. So you, it, the, the answers like, are meant to be completely disassociated yep. with when the yep. questions and all that. So. And and so like I didn't have a blindfold, but what I did and what all of us ended up doing was turning completely around mm. to face away from everybody else as we were doing the Estes method. And I actually like closed my eyes, and I know like. I can say this all day long, but yeah. you know, I closed my eyes and I actually kept to myself because um, I was like trying to open myself up as much as I could um, to to what was happening. So, but yeah, so that was the spirit box and the Estes method. Um, we also had an Ovilus. So an Ovilus is a device that has like a dictionary in it, and it's supposed to pick up sounds of ghosts saying these words and then it displays it onto the screen so <laughs> and that is where like the programming comes in because they're like is it really random is it not and i i have some thoughts on that and so um the the ovilus is something that i'm going to talk about a lot because we did have a lot of things happen with it um and then we also use the sls camera which is the stickman camera um, specifically in the library, again, we didn't really get anything on the SLS. And I, like, personally, I question the SLS because, like, if you put it on a book cover and it picks up that there's a person on the book cover, it'll make the book cover a stick camera, a stick person. So, so like, yeah. Does, there's the, um, the way you can disprove a lot of the SLS stuff is through Tesla. The car. Um, so if you drive a Tesla with its cameras on and let it do its self-drive thing, and it, a lot of the camera systems are similar to SLS, you drive it through a graveyard and um, it picks up people everywhere. What it's doing is it's picking up the gravestones, but it gotcha. recognizes them as people. So you can, you, if you drive through a graveyard at night with a Tesla, your Tesla will show you people around you. But it's not. So it's just the gravestone. Yeah. So it's a lot. So this again, it kind of comes in with the coding side of it. Depending yep. on how the, the, the camera and things are set up and coded, will depend upon what they pick up and what they recognize as different things. Yeah. Um, and then obviously our own personal 
views of what those things are. So if it, if yeah. it just picks up something, we then can have our own opinions on what that is. Just depending. So, but anyway, but yeah, so Tesla's uh, haunted. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Um, but. But like I said, we didn't we didn't see anything in the SLS, um, and we specifically use it in the library because um, it's reported that there is a librarian that moves around and will like yeah. go to the bookshelf to bookshelf to bookshelf, um, and, <laughs> and so that's where... <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so we didn't pick up anything on the SLS that night, and um, I'm also kind of skeptical of them already. Um, I actually have an SLS um, on my phone, and I was kind of playing it around with it. There are a couple of like ghost hunting apps, and again, coding is a thing that I you know like, but it's fun. It's just kind of fun to be able to mess around with that stuff, mm -hmm. um, even like even if you just take it with a grain of salt. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So there were a couple of things that night um, that happened that were kind of questionable. Some things that we were able to kind of disprove or debunk. And then other things that we were hoping would happen that didn't. Um, so one of the things is that in the classroom, which is the first room that we went to, um, our, our tour guide, our guide, she actually has a um, an LED flashlight, and it's like a, one of those super flashlights. Mm. It's like really, really bright, so that you can actually fully, clearly see where you're going. Um, and I also had like a I had a handheld one, but she kept hers on in our area, just on like a low setting, so that we could still see each other in the room when we first started, only because for safety, for getting into the whole mindset of ghost hunting and stuff mm. like that. Um, we felt it best to be able to have that light on. Now, LED lights don't get hot. They, they stay pretty cool. Something was happening with her LED where you would hear like a, a clicking on light. Like it sounded like clicking on the outside plastic, like a, that, that has water on it. But, you know, like something like yeah. that. And it kept happening and it was random. So like it would stop for like two minutes and then it would start clicking again. Then it would stop for like half an hour and then it would start clicking again. And then it would click for like 10 minutes and then it would stop. And it was doing it primarily in that room. <coughs> Sorry. Um, but it was it was also doing it in some of the other rooms, just not as much in, in that room. But in, in that room. Now, she hadn't, it, she forgot to check to see if she did that, if it would do that again on a previous ghost hunting or her next ghost hunting thing. Um, and so she's hoping to remember, but now that it's like wintertime in Wisconsin, everything is going to be shut, shut down for, for ghost hunting. Not a lot of places are going to be doing it. Um, so I haven't gotten any confirmation yet. I'm hoping to at some point as to whether she's heard it in those locations or when she's used it again. Um, but that's something that was weird that we weren't able to quite figure out. My, my instant thinking here is the battery. It says the battery is possibly leaking. Um, it's possibly okay. overheating or then causing distress, maybe. Okay. Um, so... I, if you want to just kind of confirm very, very quickly that it's not 
specifically related to the device is you just turn it on yeah. when it's not in the building. It yeah. Could be anyway, just just like literally just have it on in your house. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, I'll see if 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 she does turn it on and she does hear the clicking, then like I will update the blog post as to like, hey, there, this happened. So. But if if it um, doesn't, then. Who knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's it's. It's one of those things, but she's like, she's like, I've never noticed that before. It could just be that she was hyper aware of it that night. Who knows? Mm. Um, Many things. A couple Many of, things. Um, so the EMF tripwire did go off as well. We had it actually coming out of the doll room because apparently like in that area, there is like a little girl that r- likes to run around like a ghost. Well, you've got lots of um, creepy ass dolls there. Of course, there's probably, <laughs> if, if ghosts exist, of course, there's going to be a small child running around I playing know, with the dolls. Right? Um, and then a couple, and then another thing that happened was with the obelisk, um, which is the dictionary one. It kept saying science and social studies terms on it, so it would say stuff like um, mitosis and cells and thermal. And like stuff like that, just like over and over and over again. Now it was repeating the same words. No, it wasn't repeating the same words. It was repeating different words. Sorry, it was repeating different words, but they were science or social studies based because they also did like government and um, like civilization and stuff like that. Um, So the classroom that we were in is also connected to the small little science and social studies room. So that's like, we were like, are we picking up stuff from that? What's going on? We didn't know. It was kind of interesting um, because it was all science and social studies. And we have two so- science teachers with us, which was, yo, because they're like, oh, we recognize those words. <laughs> that's, um, when, that's, that's when the person who, who designed the machine is like, damn it. <laughs> right. Um, and then the EMF tripwire did go off a couple of times. So, um, like when you get to these rooms, what you do is you kind of space yourselves out. And then, um, what we did was because we were all kind of sitting in these areas, we moved our chairs around. So we knew what it would kind of look sound like if we shifted or anything like that. Um, and then if we shift, we have to, we, we communicated that because it can sound like the building creaking or things moving, Mm. And so, like, we communicated when we were shifting or, like, when we had to move or anything like that. Um, um, The EMF tripwire went off a couple of times, um, both in, like, a small section and then as well as the the whole EMF wire um, tripwire went off a couple of times as well and, like, lit up the whole room um, as we were asking questions. Um, Like, and so some of the questions, so... Uh, there are a couple of names that came up a couple of times over and over again. Frank is one of them. Um, and we weren't sure who Frank was, but that is also something that's uh, correlated with previous ghost hunts that she had heard about as well. Our, our um, uh, guide, um, that Frank is a name that keeps coming up. Um... Let's see. We didn't do the SS method in this room because we were just learning how to do it. Um, and everyone was still kind of pretty much on edge from 
just that that whole like adrenaline boost of oh god we're in the building in the dark you know <laughs> like it's just weird to begin with um, yeah it's it's one thing that always for me going whenever i go on tours and so not actual ghost hunting but like tours of haunted places and things there's always an element of the the tour guide building the tension yep. at the beginning they are telling you certain things and the way they word them is very specific to make you feel on edge and so i'm very aware of some of the things that they say and how they do it and so i yep. I'm, I'm, I'm massively skeptical massively skeptical anyway so oh yeah absolutely just going into these places is like yeah Oh, okay, cool, whatever. But it went like buildings in the middle of nowhere at night in the dark doesn't really matter what people say, whether you know they're haunted or not, are going to uh, creepy as fuck. Yep. Um, I've been in many yep. pubs in the middle of England late at night, uh, staying, staying over in these wonderful old pubs and stuff. And like, never heard any stories about any of them, but you're still like, oh my God, this is like a Tudor, Tudor building. This, <laughs> the walls are slanted and the floors are slanted like if anywhere was going to be haunted it'd be this bloody pub um, right so, yep so yeah there's um, definitely a, a a building of the atmosphere that always happens yeah and and it, like it kind of it helped though because it helped us to kind of get into that whole feeling of being open to all of this stuff mm. too so that's kind of kind of also played into you know being receptive of it so um, okay, so the next one that we went into was the doll room. Um, and, yeah. and that's the one where we, um, uh, that's the one where we did the Estes method. And I was the first one to do it uh, because everyone else was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'm like, I've seen videos of this. I want to do this so badly. And so they were all like, you, you have at it, girl. <laughs> um, and I don't, have you ever heard a spirit box play before? Have you ever like listened to one? Yes. Um, I will. I, I know a little bit about them. Um, okay. And I'll so, give you my thoughts at the end. <laughs> so one of the things that um, was really interesting for me is that there were certain points where it would get louder and then quieter, like super, super quiet. So it would go, it would span like an entire range of, of uh, volume level. Mm. And... Uh, um. Um, one of the things that it would do is it would repeat a word until I said it out loud. <laughs> so it would just keep repeating a word until mm -hmm. I said it out loud to me, which is also kind of interesting because it was also different like voice tones coming through. Um, it, it was it's hard to kind of piece together everything because um, it's super super short clips of of a whole bunch of different things going on like one right after another. Um, if you haven't ever listened to a spirit box before, I know that there are recordings of them 
and stuff like that. If you want to know like how it sounded for me, I would say go and listen to what on YouTube. There's also an app for spirit boxes that you can do um, that will do that as well. Just to just so you hear what it is. Not saying you should trust it. Again, programming and coding, but it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. So, um, I I thought it was so I thought it was personally really cool. Um, the I have video of myself. Um, I took video of myself recording the SS method. Um, and then some of the questions that they asked and some of my answers were lining up. Um as far as like being like a legitimate answer for it. Um, and their questions were, um, I would say follow like a typical line of questioning for ghost hunting. Um, again, like we only had one person who had ever been on multiple ghost hunts. So a lot of us didn't really know how or what to ask. And so she was leading a lot of the discussion for like the questioning and stuff like that. And then explaining, like, we need to give her a moment, like, between 15 to 30 seconds to answer before going on to the next question. Um, everything okay? Just checking my... Does it still say recording on your end? I've got the, the it, red dot saying I'm recording, but I just had a, a, a flash up of going... You've lost connection, so I don't know if I'm... Yeah, it's still saying you're healthy. Cool, cool. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so the SS method was pretty interesting there. Um, we did have a couple of moments where we heard... Because some of the dolls were behind glass, and there were some moments where we heard some of the glass tinking, like being poked Ooh. at. Um couldn't tell exactly what direction it was coming from in the room. Um, and then the cat balls also went off a couple of times too um, around there. I had, I, I bought the cat ball at the beginning of the night. And so I carried it around. I had it in every single room. <laughs> I was like, that is my cat ball. <laughs> yes. This method is it's something I'd love to try. Uh, I thought I it would was be so cool. I need to be very, very, very specific about how I would want to test it. Oh, absolutely. I'd, I'd come at it from a completely different viewpoint to a lot of people. But the, 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 the fun thing really with it is the spirit box and what it actually is and what it does. Yeah. Which is it scans radio frequencies. Yep. Very fast. Now, yes, it does this very fast, but what's on a radio frequency? Talk shows, music. Hundreds and hundreds of different things, yep. cop yep. frequencies and stuff. And so you are picking these up. Yeah. So you will hear lots of different things. And because you are, in the SS method, you are so kind of, I suppose, cut off. And it's, it's like being in, it's not like being in, but it's kind of as close to being in a sensory deprivation unit as possible. So you yeah, are, you are the only thing you've accurate. got is, yeah, you've only got this input. Now, we know psychologically sensory deprivation does some very, very strange things to the human brain. Yep. 
And so if you're in this sensory deprivation state and you are hearing, it's not obviously sensory deprivation because you're hearing things, <laughs> yeah. but you, the brain is trained to look for patterns. It's not something we can stop. It's something that we are done. As soon as we are born, we are trained to do this. And so because we're trained to look for patterns and we're in this sensory deprived state, your brain will automatically look and hear things within this because there are voices in there that you will be hearing. Yep. And so it's, yeah. it's, it's the, the interesting part for me and why I want to try it myself and, and with this is, is sometimes those, the reactions that people have, and as you said with yourself, the, the answers that are given can tie to the question. Now, my, my question is, around that would be, cause that um, randomness, is if you ask enough, and you also, if you ask enough yep. certain, certain questions, you're in a heightened state of ghosts, um, so your brain is keyed towards these things. Yep. And I will, I will bring someone in maybe now, or maybe at the late, later point, uh, we can talk about a guy called Derek Okora in the UK. I don't know if you've heard of him. I haven't. Uh, I'll talk about it now, I suppose, because uh, I've kind of brought it up. Um, he was well known, he's famous, famous psychic in the UK, and he was on the British TV program, Ghost Hunting. Um, with... Oh, that dude, okay. Yes. Um, and um, he's now dead, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately. He's famous for a few things um, from from the TV program. One is a really he's got a he's got a catchphrase uh, that he didn't want, which was Mary Loves Dick, but go watch go watch the program and work out that, that whole thing. But he was actually a con artist. And now the way he was a con artist plays into kind of how some of the ghost hunting I feel goes. Um, and it's something that I don't think he's done enough is to double blind within ghost hunting. You go in knowing a lot. So you already know stuff about what is happening in the building. You know the history of the building. So therefore, when you hear questions or you hear things through the spirit box, you try to connect them whether you unconsciously you'll try and connect them to things that you know are happening or have happened in this building. So what Derek Okora did was um, the, the, the crew were like, hang on a minute, you're getting a little bit too good at this, what's going on here? And so they set up a fake ghost and fake history for a building. And so as they were walking around and showing him the stuff, he, he would see these things and then later he would visit the spirits and would tell these stories that he had heard and seen while they were there, but they had made up and planted. So okay. there's this kind of, I, I find and why one of the reasons I'm a massive skeptic over these things is there's no double blind tests. So everybody knows a lot of stuff when they do them. So you start making the connections. I would love to do some double blind testing on, on the spirit box, like go somewhere 
that may or may not be haunted and you don't know and you don't know the stories you don't know anything about it it could be just a completely random house with nothing interesting about it or it could be somewhere which was and run these run this thing that's where i yeah. would with it so that'd be really interesting to do i love i'd actually love to do that so like with the sensory deprivation thing like i knew that was a thing going into mm. like like you you start getting turned tuned out of all of your other senses but other things become super hyper aware yeah. um and uh, one Just of the things is, like sense. It, and it's it's kind of why I never really tried like psychedelics or anything like that because I don't like that feeling. I don't like not being in yeah. control of my brain or my body. And um, when I was doing the SS method, I went a little longer than everybody else did, and there's a reason for that, and I'm going to get to that in a second. But um, I knew it was time for me to stop when I stopped feeling my hands on my legs. <laughs> like as soon as my hands all of a sudden disappeared and like no longer existed i was like nope it is time for me to take these off and i need a break (laughs) um because i knew like it would just it would slowly just start to come higher and higher and i would slowly start to lose feeling everywhere else um and and that was one thing that i didn't want to do was like pass out in the the like in, in the building at all (laughs) <laughs> just in general passing out is a bad idea whether yeah, you're in a haunted like, place or not just passing out is, is probably not something you want to do yeah so that wasn't that wasn't on my my whole list of things to do so yeah. um but yeah so like the dolls we did have some activity we had um we did have also have the music box go off a couple times too while we were in there which is like the worst because it's dolls setting off the Amityville horror. <laughs> and yeah, like yeah. that combination. No. Yeah, that, 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 that would get me. Um, all right. And then we moved into the library. Um, the library is in the basement. Um, they, one of the thing, cool things that they had was they actually had a couple of books open because there are a couple of other like ghost hunting methods where you like do random pages on books and stuff like that. And um, we didn't do those because we were just trying to get like the basic experience and to kind of get like our first hunt under our belts for all of this stuff. Um, and this is the room where we had a couple of things happen to the music box actually that were really weird. And we weren't quite sure what was going on until we moved to the next room. So the music box would go off at a short clip and then stop and then go off on a short clip. And then it kept turning on in short clips. We were like, what in the world is going on with this thing? Like, is this a ghost? So we started like questioning as to whether it was a ghost and it still kept doing like the short little clips. Well, what we didn't know at that time was that we were next to the room that had bats in it. The bats we were fairly certain were flying down the hallway at the time when we were in that room Mm -hmm. and they were setting off the music box. Like that's the only thing that made sense at that moment, as far as like what was going on with the music box because it kept happening. It was like another question. Yeah. How were the music box powered? Were they connected to the mains or were they batteries? 
They're batteries. Okay. Because um, old buildings, mains, power. Yep. We didn't. The only things that we had plugged in to the main building were our cell phone chargers because we brought extra batteries for everything because Mm. batteries tend to get drained a lot um, and pretty quickly. So the only thing that we did was we would charge our phones when we were in the main room eating or whatever the case may be. Um, But yeah, so the library, that was one thing that we debunked what was happening with the music box was that because we were like, it, it did not make sense at all for what was going on. It was very out of place for what was happening with the rest of the building. And then when we went into the other room and we found the bats, we were like, well, bats fly back and forth pretty quickly. Yeah. It would make sense that they would just be setting off at a very, very short clip and then moving on. <laughs> so, so and yeah. It's like, the corridor, yeah, they're going to be flying. Yep. They're going to be flying up and down. So, so yeah, that absolutely made sense that, that, that would be one thing that we debunked with that. Um, and so we tried the SLS in the library. It didn't work. We didn't really see anything. Um, normally there had been reportings of like a librarian, um, and like the, the SLS, like camera capturing stuff, moving around the book stacks. And that didn't quite happen with us. Um, um, as far as anything else in the room, we didn't, like, we had a couple of things like the EVP or the, um, the tripwire go off, but nothing substantial like some of the other things. The Estes method, um, a couple of the other girls tried the Estes method and, um, they didn't like it. Uh, they, they, one of them, it was like, She's like, it was a sensory nightmare. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> so just as a thing for, for that, for people who do want to go and tap, find out what spirit yeah. box might get. So if you just play it through your computer, the sound can just be a little bit annoying. But imagine yeah. you, you have got noise-canceling headphones on and it is yep. going directly into your ears. Yep. So Yeah, it can be a sensory is, nightmare. It is for people who have sensitive, sensitive hearing and things. It, it, it can be over the way too much very, very yep. quickly. So um, yep. do be aware of that. Um, okay. And then we have the, so after the library went into the music room, that's where we found the bats. And that's where we were like, oh, well, that makes sense with the music box. <laughs> and so we were able to scare the bats out. Now here is where there is something else weird that happened that night. So, my our my coworker that is was a like the the one that scares very easy. She also does not care for bats, and like she she understands their place, but they're like they they just they aren't for her. And so she actually put her hood up. And as we were getting settled down and everything like that, um, I turned our ovulus on, which is the dictionary. And it said her name, and I do have permission to share this. Her name is Jen. And so it said her name, it said Jen, and it said Hat. And then it repeated it, Jen Hat. And she was like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> and then um, so so that freaked her out. And then she tried the Estes method, too, 
And when she tried the Estes method, it said her name several times in there. And like after like she's like it was like screaming her name at her. And, and like she ripped her headphones off after like 10 seconds. And she's like, nope, it's screaming my name. I don't want anything to do with that anymore. <laughs> so so like so that was like another thing that we had that was weird. That like was like um a little too on the nose for randomness type of thing. Because like Jen and Hat, well she had her hood up, you may not know what a hood is, but you would know what a hat is, or like, you know, like you could make the connection there that, that that's something that would not be, you know, would be um a word in place of hood. Um what else happened in this room? There's the SS one. Oh, I did the SS method too. And uh, they started, so I didn't, and I didn't know any of this at the time, but what I was saying on there led them to like singing children's songs. I don't know how. Um, I do have a video of it. I'm still confused as to the connection of it. Um, but as, uh, as they started singing the, the songs, like, the EVP tripwire went off and the cat balls went off and the music box went off. And like, it was like, so like a whole bunch of weird things went off as they were singing. Um, this, this, this wasn't in the, the doll, creepy doll room, was it? No, it wasn't yeah. in the creepy doll room. This was in the music room. Okay. Um, and then another thing that we debunked with the music, with the um, uh, music box too, was that, we placed it in like the doorway and there was what it they this building has those old doors where it has like a glass pane on the, the top half of it yeah and it reflected off of one of the lights and set the music box off the music box has a light that turns on that reflected off the glass that turned the music box on that <laughs> and so it was like turning itself on <laughs> and we moved it and then it stopped. So, like, like it, it was it was setting itself off mm. due to the glass. And, and so, you know, like, there were things that could have, you know, that could set things off throughout there. Yeah. That was one thing that we found that we were like, oh, well, we had it set too close. Oops. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But, yeah. So, um, so... The last room that we went to, we went back upstairs to the social studies room, which was that tiny room. And we were only in there for about 10 minutes. And that is because um, generally at the end of the night when, when like the sun starts to come up and you can start to see like the change in the horizon and stuff like that, um, the ghosts tend to, ghosts in general tend to not want to do anything else. Um, and so we started an Estes method in there because we were like, oh, maybe we'll get science and, and social studies words again. And um, one of the first words out of my mouth was annihilation <laughs> and extinction. And so we were, reading the news. <laughs> and, so, and so I was, so they were all like, no, I think we're done. Like, I think everybody's just tired and we're done for the night. So we, we ended up wrapping up. We got out of the building. Um, and as we left the building, we were like, hey, bye, ghosts. Please stay here. Do not follow us home. 
you know, like your place is here, not with us. Um, because, you know, we want to be polite. If there are ghosts, we don't want them angry and following us home and doing another conjuring house. <laughs> um, so, but the story continues. So I, like myself and two of my coworkers in, in the, the gift shop, right? They had these old wooden dolls that they had found in the building and they were selling them for like $15. So we were like, oh, this would be kind of cool to take to school because they're, they're kind of creepy. And I will have a photo of them in the blog post. They're kind of creepy. They're old. They're wood. They have like a painted face on them. Um, like the old, old style ruffle dress that's sewn by a grandma type of thing. Right. So Almost like a piano crack kind of thing. Yep. And so, so we bought them. Mine is in, in my classroom and um, I'm planning on using it to mess with my students this week by moving it around um, <laughs> throughout the class um, and just not telling them and being like, has anybody seen Victoria? Cause that's the doll. That's what I named the doll. <laughs> so, so that's fun. Um, but it's the, it's the Halloween version of Elf on the Shelf. It is the Halloween version of Elf on the Shelf, except for the kids know that it's haunted, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the coworker that was it was afraid of all of this and had the hood up in, in the music room, she bought one of these. Now, her and her daughter decided to drive all the way home. Um, myself and my um, the, the ghost tour, the, the tour that we had, my friend, we, we got a hotel that was close by and we just crashed for the six hours that we could sleep or something like that. Cause we had to be out by 10 o'clock. Um, but so they were driving home now. I, the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin does has very, very spotty cell service. So they're driving home and they're using Google maps. They lose Google maps Okay, so they're they're like driving in a direction, living on a hope and a dream that they're going in the right direction. All right. And then and they're listening to the radio. All of a sudden, the radio goes out. So my coworker, my coworker and her daughter are like screaming and crying, freaking out because they're lost. There's nobody around. There's no farmhouses to be seen or anything like that. They have no clue where they are. They have no Google Maps. They have no uh, no radio, and they don't have a map in their car. And so Welcome she, to the eighties. <laughs> so she takes this doll because she thinks that there's a ghost following her, and she chucks it out the window into a cornfield. <laughs> as soon as she does, the radio turns back on and Google Maps turns back on. And they like, they, they finish driving home. They're both bawling their eyes out, <laughs> terrified and just done. Like they are exhausted and they are done. So, <laughs> so, she did not tell us this until like a couple weeks later when we were at a, at a, um, 
a baby shower for another coworker, and she's like, I didn't want to tell anybody because I was so embarrassed I threw the ghost out the window. And so she's like, I made a little effigy for it, like a little like voodoo doll type of thing. And so she like had like cut up a bed sheet type of thing and like made this made this like haunted doll thing for this ghost because she felt bad for throwing it out the window. Oh no. <laughs> so there's this this if you if, if you're inclined, this haunted doll that she had that freaked her out is now haunting a, a, a cornfield in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin, rather yep, than its yep. home. Yep. I, 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 you know what? I think we should go out and find it and take it home, give it a nice <laughs> place. Just randomly yeeted this thing into the cornfield. It's probably quite lonely now. It's probably quite if we don't pick it up, it's probably going to turn into a, I don't know, what is it, Jeepers Creepers? Something it's like that. It's going to turn into a cryptid is what it's going to do. Yeah, it's going to get nasty. <laughs> I think we should start a fund to go and rescue this this this, this thing. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that is my ghost hunting story. Like... Um, again, I will I will reiterate that I I absolutely enjoyed this. There are some things where I'm like, oh yeah, that is definitely not not real. We've debunked mm. it. There are some things that I question, like it could be real, it could not be real. And there are some things that I that I experienced that I personally feel I'm like, yeah, that's that's beyond what w- is expected. That was weird. That was not ordinary. That was not happenstance. Um, and so, um, we are planning on going ghost hunting again. Um, I absolutely loved it. I would absolutely go again, um, in a heartbeat. <laughs> and I, I had a lot of fun. Um, and I do highly recommend if, if you can go with a group, um, go with a trusted group, um, or go with a group that you, you see that they are also trying to make sure that they are checking to see if things are malfunctioning to see if things like if they're actually trying to be a little more scientific in their process for this not just taking everything as a it's all working properly and fine no like check the battery levels check all of this stuff i'll you know cover your bases um if you can find a group like that absolutely go yeah it's it's definitely something i would love to experience yeah. Um, as I say, hey, I, like maybe in the summer, if you can get up here, you could go with us. That'd be awesome. It would like, <laughs> I, if, if, I'll sell the kidney. <laughs> <That'll take. laughs> um, that, that, I've just spent a week in this. You'll find out soon. I'm going to record with Mike. Uh, we just went to Salem uh, for the week before Halloween. That was an interesting, wonderful trip and then i went to new york so i'm a little bit broke because new york is expensive new york York is is expensive expensive. um but yeah my my goal is while i'm in mexico is to hopefully get up to america a few more times to meet everybody um and do things and i've got oh talking about ghosty things as well um it's not a ghost hunt as such but in a few days' time, because we're recording just before Halloween here, it's Day of the Dead here. Oh, um, yeah. Are you going to any celebrations? Are there any yes. like, public celebrations? So I Morelia, would absolutely love to hear about it. 
Yeah, so Morelia itself, the city that I'm in, it doesn't do much. Um, but what does happen is all the villages around Morelia and a place I've forgotten the name of, Katsukura, it's a old um, traditional village, so hundred uh, like before the Spanish were here. Yeah. Um, on an island in, in one of the lakes near here, and um, that's the place where all of the good uh, Day of the Dead not just the animus stuff happens and i've got a tour booked a night tour to go and visit all the graves oh, so cool. um, and luckily i found the only one in english so i'm, I'm actually going to understand it because <laughs> nobody here speaks english yep i am i am super jealous because the day of the dead is one of those things that i absolutely appreciate as somebody not of that culture mm. and i find to have such a beauty to it and yeah. and there's a a piece to it because it deals with you know your loved ones yeah <laughs> and it's, remembering it's, them i love that it combines the traditional um beliefs of the regions with catholicism but what i, I, I like about it is it's kind of it is mostly Catholic now, uh, and Catholic in the church is obviously not an ancestral worship kind of place, but yeah. Day of the Dead is clearly ancestor worship. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, okay, um, I'm not going to do a Day of the Dead episode for my own podcast, because um, it's not the it's not really the kind of stuff that I, I cover, I tend to do other weird stuff. Yeah. But what I could do is... Um, obviously, I'm going to do Salem with Mike in a few days, well, soon, and then we're going to do something on Gnosticism as well. But I can come on, we can have a chat again about Day of the Dead if you want. And oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. If people I would want love that. to hear that as well, we can do that. Obviously, we're, we're not talking about gaming, even though this is Dark Days Radio, but. <laughs> it's, horror, doing, it's horror, though. It's horror. We seem to be so, doing our own so thing that, nowadays. So that's not. Okay, so technically, Day of the Dead is not horror, I should no, say. It's not. It's, but it is it is appreciating something from the beauty of death yes a good death um, a good death yes a good death part of that whole movement um but yeah um i, I, I think we should yeah i can come on and talk about my trip what we saw what i did so, that'd be awesome yeah. i would love that and the good thing is is i'm now in the correct time zone where we don't have to do really awkward things right. and just in weird time zones. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to wrap this up then, this episode. So um, in closing, um, welcome or thank you for listening to our ghost hunting episode for uh, Darker Days Radio. Um, I also do hope that if you are doing like any sort of ghost hunting RPG, you take this stuff that is presented here because this is more accurate than a lot of the recordings and like video of, you know, <laughs> famous people doing this. Um, yeah. And this is more, more what you would expect from a traditional ghost hunt. Um, so take this, use this, um, be respectful, um, absolutely be critical um and absolutely do the right kind of research which is researching both sides um yeah. and make your own decision as far as whether you believe ghosts exists or not 
De so. Definitely use it for something like Hunter the Vigil. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wrath absolutely. as well. Or Ghost like, Hunters you know, even. Ghost, Ghost Hunters, yeah, or human, human versions of Chronicles connecting it to yep. Wrath and stuff, so... Yeah. Um, so, um, on behalf of Darker Days Radio, um, you can find us um, uh, at darkerdaysradio at gmail.com, at Facebook, and all social media, Darker Days Radio. Um, we are on Instagram, Tumblr, on Tabletop, YouTube, Twitch, and our Discord. Um, you can also find our link tree at Darker Days Radio, um, which is going to have links to everything. I will also have up all of my video recordings as well as the photos that I have taken um, on my blog post, which is thegeekypanda.com. Um, it's going to be like the first blog post I've done in like three years because I'm horrible at that. <laughs> I need to be better at it. Um, but it'll be up there and I will also link it in the show notes. I will also link this show in the blog post. Um, and so, yeah. Um, if you have any questions or anything like that, please come to Discord and, and ask. I'll, I'll be happy to discuss anything that we talked about here. So, all right. Have a wonderful night. Bye.